Well, uh, the most pointless contract holdout's over. Let's, let's talk about it. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. This is Locked On Coyotes, your longest-running daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes. I am your host, Robin Leonio, alongside Matthew Jacobson. Today's episode brought to you by Jace Medical. We've got a great show for you on today's episode. We, uh, we're, 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 we're talking about Jan Unique because we have to talk about Jan Unique. Is it a great show? Or is it like one of those you kind of have to do because, uh, like, like the last thing they could do this off season is finally done, and like this was the most pointless contract holdout. I mean, remember the episode we talked about when a young Nick? We're just like, okay, he he's holding out, and maybe he wants to trade. What do he do? He's twenty three, and like, and like you know, mega douche Alan Walsh pointed out. Anyone can sign an RFA for under a million dollars or under one point two million dollars, and, and they don't have to pay any any uh, assets. But it's like, look, the the kid, and I do not hate Jan Unique. All right, I just I, I just think this is stupid. His holdout was the equivalent of like my company cutting back a little bit, my job not being as necessary, or just other people work like performing better and then me just saying yeah i i am personally not going to show up for work until you give me a pay raise or or like find me a job at another company it's like the most pointless thing and this 23 year old kid had an injury last year his production went from in 21 22 with tucson he had 51 games 17 goals 30 assists 47 points a phenomenal season last year 30 games seven goals 10 less uh, 16 assists, 14 less, and 23 points, a whopping 24 less points. And then on top of that, um, I, I, I'm i not going to tell you who I talked to, but in the game that he got called up and took two back-to-back penalties and was immediately set right back down, uh, let's just say he had a terrible game, very terrible, like, small sample sizes. And, like, you're coming off of a down year, and you're in your early 20s, like – what do you mean contract holdouts? What do you mean teaming up with mega douche Alan Walsh to cry on Twitter? What? It really does baffle me too, especially because like 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 I mentioned on the last episode that we had when I talked about him, you know, I wasn't even all that impressed during his time in Tucson. I was like, okay, cool, yeah, he's a power forward. Everyone else is a power forward, so like, what? What, 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 sure what's special? Take the exact same role, <laughs> right? I mean, like, like legit, like there's, like he didn't stand out. He never stood out. So when I found, like, you know, when I initially found out about his holdout, I was like, again, I was like, initially, I was, oh, all right, well, whatever. I, that's something we could, we, we can cut that loose. I'm not, I'm not worried. It, then the, you know get you know finally signs the extension i'm like okay is that really worth anything no it's 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 not i just i don't get it i i just i don't get it uh, we, we talked about it before and i said i can understand it from the perspective of he doesn't have a roster spot here 
he, he's not really part of the plans anymore. And, and guys like, you know, Liam Kirk just decided to go sign overseas. But if he still has aspirations to play in the NHL, I would hope that he would take better, you know, better advantage of his opportunities because he's not better than Carcone or Kerfoot or even Gunther at this point in his career. I just, he's not good enough to hold out. I just, I want to say, I want to, I want to show you something, Matt, that's really funny. Mm-hmm. Bring up cat friendly right now. All right. I will bring and, up cat and, and go to the, uh, to the coyotes page and non roster. And look at all the statuses of all non-roster, and you'll find something that stands out. It's honestly hilarious. All right. So we're at non-roster. Literally everybody that isn't Ratu, Geeky, and Donor, uh, or Carcone, but Carcone will probably be up in the NHL, uh, is, is going to be a free agent. They're all going to be RFAs except for Kirkland and Sanford. What I want you to look at more is look at you know, right next to the position where it says status. Minor. He's the only he's the only <laughs> designated for minor league and not trainee camp. And he didn't he didn't even get like didn't even like get a raise or anything. He's he's making seven seventy five at the That's NHL the level. Uh let's see. I, I'm looking at his other cap hits. His cap hits over the last four seasons were 817, 795, 795, and 795. He takes a pay cut technically. And I this is this is the most pointless holdout. Like if he would have just like shut up, signed his qualifying offer, done his one year, uh, I think he still is two years away from, from UFA eligibility, but played well and said, Hey, I want to trade internally, just kept his mouth shut. I, I'd be singing a different tune, all right? Because I like the kid. He's not a bad player. I once again want to reiterate, Jan Unique is not a bad hockey player. He is just so painfully mediocre that, like, it's 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 like me getting hired at a regular job, being like below average, and then like, oh well, I I demand higher like pay for this job that I'm barely functional at, like. Or, or like a, a higher role, like I demand a promotion, right? Like it, it's it's dumb. It's really really dumb. And like there wasn't any any interest. He could have gone for free anywhere else, and there just wasn't interest. Absolutely, it, it, it is it is really interesting. But uh, we're gonna keep talking about this. Talk talk talking about Yannick and uh, his contract extension in in just a minute but first uh we're gonna take a quick break so we can hear from our sponsors on the show and today's episode is brought to you by ag1 the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health that i drink literally every day i gave ag1 a try because i was sick and tired of having to take so many different pills and supplements to just get all the nutrition and uh just all all the health i needed for you know for my day There was no way, based off of how my schedule works, I was going to be able to get all of that. I wanted better gun health. I wanted better immune immune system support. I wanted more energy when I woke up. Uh, And AG1 was just the right thing. Because all it was was a a scoop of of this wonderful powder in a cup of water every day, every morning before I go to work. And that's it. I think there's no other need of anything. It's just that. 
And the best part is it's cheaper than your cold brew habit, less than $3 a day. And it just, you know, overall healthy. It's got more than 75 high quality ingredients that give me the key daily nutrition nutrients and supports energy focus, strength, and clarity. The comprehensive solution is what you need for your supplement routine. Then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash NHL Network. That's drinkag1.com slash NHL Network. Be sure to check it out. All right, Matt. So I would look, I'm continuing to look at Cat Friendly here to kind of, you know, dig into the uh, the Yon Unique uh, contract extension. And this is what this is what baffles me, right? This is what baffles me. Um, so it's a it's a seven seventy five thousand uh, cap hit. His qualifying offer was eight hundred and thirteen seven fifty. So his qualifying offer was more than what he ended up getting. He not only take up from his last contract, he got less than the qualifying. Yeah, my assumption was, hey, maybe there's a performance bonus in there. Like, hey, if you play X amount of NHL games or if you get X amount of games in the in whatever, then you get a performance bonus. No performance bonuses, no signing bonus, just the base salary. And here's the interesting thing is that, I mean, maybe, maybe you want to be a little bit protected on his minor league salary. His minor league salary is a hundred thousand, which I think is a little bit higher than I, what I, than other minor league salaries, but I don't know. What do you say? What, what do we say? What, what, what can you say on a topic like this? Are you kidding me? The dude. All right. All right. Mega douche. I'm talking to you specifically. All right. Uh, not not that you, you're gonna watch this show. Your ego is too fragile. But you literally, by throwing a damn temper tantrum on Twitter, you lost your your client more money, which loses you more money. Right? For a dude that is constantly up in his feelings about the triple hard salary cap, despite the fact that there's plenty of benefits in terms of uh, leveling out the playing field, so you can't just have the top three markets in the league constantly getting all the best players because they don't care about going into the tax but also making sure that like even right now certain markets can barely justify getting to the cap as it is let alone above it like straight up it is a competitive advantage or at least a potential competitive advantage but literally like like you you, you cost you you play your money all you're doing is trying to get more money for yourself and and the people you work with and, and all your buddies by trying to get rid of the triple hard salary cap while you're losing your own clients' money, I, 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 I and then Yon Unique, like, like, I, do you feel bad for him? Do we feel bad for a kid that turned down potentially more money to look elsewhere? Probably, like, realizing again, there probably isn't a future for him here. It's unfortunate. It is what it is. But like, wanting to stick his NHL dream and probably having this, this, this interesting individual in his ear like nah you can get more money nah you can go somewhere else and like no one else wanted him <laughs> no no one else cared like do we do we feel bad do we not is it in the middle what <laughs> i i don't know 
Like, it's, it's hard to say what you, exactly how you feel because, like, I mean, let me put it this way. As I mentioned, going into the the season, uh, they were like, I think, Yanni Nick's first season, I was hopeful for him. I was like, maybe because um, uh, this was, like, around that COVID shortened year when there was, like, it was there was a lot of things going on. Yanni Nick was making his debut on the Roadrunners. I was interviewing, uh, who was it? Uh, oh, yeah, I was interviewing um, Steve Popvan because he was the interim head coach at the time um, of the Tucson Roadrunners. And I was like, hey, which player do you, um, do you, uh, do you foresee that, that we should pay, that, that you feel like fans should, uh, should, you know, pay attention to a little more more. And he said, oh, watch out for Yanni Unique. He's got the physicality. He's got this. He's got that. So I went with that. I went with that. I was like, all right, you know, this is what this is who, uh, who Steve Potvin believes to pay attention to. I will take his word for it. Let's let's roll with it. And let's let, let's keep an eye on him. Um, so I was hopeful. And then we get to where we are now. And I'm just like, damn, where where have things gone? Two words, Liam Kirk. Uh, two words, Peter Mueller. Rip, rip, <laughs> well, rip. Well, just because a kid has the potential, just because a kid has the attributes, just because a kid is doesn't even showing it right now at 17, 18, whatever, doesn't mean they're going to make it on the other side. And it sucks. Be it injuries, be it stunted development, be it poor situations, be it poor motivation, be it a mix of any of those or others we're not considering Sometimes they just don't make it. And it sucks because, like I said, and I will reiterate one final time, he is not a bad hockey player. But it, it, <laughs> it's kind of hard like, to, to feel anything but like disappointment, but not being surprised at how this, this handled out. And like, where is he? Where's, where's the spot? AHL, second line, third line? Because to an extent, minus him playing center, Ben yeah, he's a mid- plays a similar probably role. Probably middle six AHL are at this point. But what the problem is when you when you um in the with the coyotes, the Roadrunners team being brought in, you know, with the addition of Doan and some other you know, some other players coming, mm-hmm. you know, coming in this year, like you know, Yannick's um spot is slowly moving down. Like I was originally saying, you know, for a while, you know, the first couple of years, he was, you know, pretty heavily cemented, cemented at that, you know, a solid second line. And I think now that more players are coming in, players that have that are developed quicker or just um, have more skill currently than he does, are just outshining him and get and uh, getting his spots. So he's moving down. I, I don't disagree with anything you said. I just kind of feel like it, it, it might come down to that and then a little more simpler reasoning where it's uh, – he, he wasn't exactly like a first-round pick. Like he – I think he was a what, third-rounder? No, I think he was second. I think he was second Right rounder. here. I can actually double-check instead of instead of talking out my, my rear end. Third round, 65th overall in 2018 – if you could hit on that, great. If you can't, it is what it is. That's typically not going to be the bread and butter anyway. 
that is still technically a Chica era pick. Uh, even though he kind of fits a lot of Bill Armstrong's mold, it's like he had a very good season, followed it up with an injury season as well as just not being as good in general. And you look at that and you look at other young kids that are hungry, other young kids that were picked with higher selections, other young kids that were picked by this general manager, other kids that are, are showing more at their current stage of development, 19, 20, 21, and Yannick is currently at 23, and it's like, it, what's the role? Like I said, other than him playing center, McCartney plays a similar role down in Tucson. There are other players, I'm going to assume guys like Drew or Sanford are also going to play a similar role. <laughs> is his spot bottom six? Is he going to be a third liner in Tucson? Is he going to be like... Unfortunately, is he going to be Liam Kirk where he had a, a promising start and then injuries derailed it and he won't be able to beat out the other guys? Is his role going to be so diminished? Of course, he's not going to score the goals because he's playing fourth liner. And also when you I mean, have... Maybe he turns, maybe he turns into um, one of the like one of the AHL's enforcers, you know, maybe he becomes like a new version of like a Boko Imama. Where he's really just out there to just to punish people. I wouldn't mind that. Like that that could work. But what the problem is, like you have other guys that are currently doing that and will continue to do that. And you seemingly, all right, I don't know behind the scenes, no one's called me, hey Matt, this is what's going on with Yan Unique. But on the surface, seemingly kind of throwing a bit of a fit about the situation instead of addressing it in the correct way and just trying to work past it or quietly, hey, if if you can move me, I'd like that, but not really going the whole mega douche route with with, with his agent. It, it's just like, it's not a good look in general. And mm-hmm. and now we're in a situation where he doesn't really have much value and is the off-ice, like the off-season stuff, going to impact a potential role with the team? Because let's be honest here, no one likes headaches. Now, again, I don't know. If, if it was led by him, partially by him, just by the mega douche, doesn't really matter. But is that going to impact something like that? Is he going to be a fourth liner? <laughs> this might have been the worst possible scenario. If anything, it probably would have been best just go to Europe, to, to be honest. It might have been best to go to Europe, have his I mean, rights like, you know, rescinded. Let, let's... Let, let's wrap up the thoughts in a little bit. Uh, we'll, we'll get to some of our final thoughts in just a minute. But first, we're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors on today's show. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Are you tired of sacrificing comfort for style when it comes to your activewear? Introducing Bird Dogs, a game changer in athletic shorts. Picture this. Premium shorts designed for maximum performance combined with unparalleled comfort. Bird Dogs are here to revolutionize your workout routine. With their unique built-in liner, these shorts offer ultimate support and flexibility, ensuring you stay comfortable during even the most intense workouts. And here's the best part. Bird Dogs are more than just workout gear. They're versatile enough for you to take to the gym to the streets without skipping a beat. Designed with pockets that actually work, Bird Dogs give you ample space to store your essentials while... Bird Dogs give you ample space to store your essentials while you're on the move. Bird Dogs are made with premium, breathable fabric that keeps you cool and dry throughout the year activities. Perfect for the trails, the gym, or simply lounging around, Bird Dogs are the shirts you've been searching for. 
Order a pair of bird dogs today and join the thousands of satisfied customers who have made the switch. Visit birddogs.com slash locked on NHL and enter promo code locked on NHL to get a free water bottle with every order. Bird dogs, where style meets comfort and performance meets perfection. You won't want to take these shorts off. We promise you. All right, Matt. So let's let, let let's finish things off here, and I I want to kind of go based off a little bit based off what you're saying, and and kind of think about think, think kind of take a step back too and think about this for a sec because, um, about what it was a month ago when we heard the report that he was seeking a trade, mm-hmm. and that was kind of part of the holdout, and then he signs for less. You know. I wonder what happened in that case. Like, yeah, like maybe wonder why he didn't decide to go to Europe. Maybe no team in the no other NHL NHL team even wanted to touch him um, for some reason. Because like, if he was seeking a trade, maybe the Coyotes just said, "No, we're not trading you." But you know, or they, they maybe they're like, "Well, we'll see." But no one was interested. I, I have to assume it's it's the latter because Bill Armstrong has been ridiculously consistent from big players like Chikrin to to smaller players like not drafting you know this or that player if you don't want to be here we don't want you here essentially and that's not even necessarily a middle finger it's more of a hey it is what it is but we want people that want to be here that's our culture and if Yon unique for whatever reason be it uh, him not having the roster spot a spat with management whatever it is if Yann Unique doesn't want to be here, I have a feeling that Bill Armstrong would uh, pretty happily oblige and, hey, let's get you somewhere you want to be then. I just feel like he had no value. If Craig Morgan, who's someone that I do respect quite a bit, is is talking about you like, I, I'm not really sure why you're, why you're holding out. This is probably the oddest or most pointless holdout. I'm not sure he has any value. And he's saying that publicly. I can't help but feel that that's that's echoed, if not a little more harsh internally, and it's like, I, <laughs> I mean, what would he even let's say what would even a trailer the yield back like a twenty twenty six seventh rounder, like it would be an NHL like EA NHL like when I'm just trying to get rid of a contract. Hey, I played him in the minors a couple a couple games and he's not that good, so I'd rather give it to a different player. I trade for a seventh round pick or I trade for a seventh round pick swap. Just to get them to take it, like, and and Bill Armstrong's not going to pick swap to get rid of an asset. He's probably like, "There's no value here. Uh, just sign the contract, you idiot." <laughs> yeah, just sign the contract, and once you become an, and and um, once you become, once you can become a a UFA, then you're set. Yeah, Which... or play hard and get traded at the deadline. That's it. It's as simple as if you don't want to be here, fine. Go raise your trade value, and we will happily get you somewhere else. Yeah, especially yeah, especially if he plays well in the uh, in the uh, in the Tucson level, you know, can easily make a uh, you know an easy minor league swap. Yeah, it, think of it like uh, it was Trevor Murphy for. Uh, was that one Gregory or is that one? Uh, it, it was a random forward because uh, they had too many defensemen and Trevor Murphy is playing forward at the time. It was 2018, 2019. Uh, I, I think it was, it was Gregory or uh, 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 
Giovanni Fiore. It was it was it was a Giovanni Fiore. Uh, literally, just a minor league swap. <laughs> it's probably what it's gonna be. And at that point, how motivated really is Bill Armstrong? Like, dog, I don't want this random minor leaker. <laughs> I don't care about the. I don't care about another uh, Jeremy Gregory or, or whatever. Right? No, no, hundred percent. So there's a lot of definitely a lot of moving parts. Um, it just really baffles me that it that the steps got taken, and it does make me feel for Yanni Meek in some ways. But at the same time. I mean, like, I mean, it, I don't think it's his fault he didn't develop, and he's kind of just stuck in this situation. He just, he, he, he just, he, maybe it's a lot of different decisions that went down, but it's definitely just a lot. It was probably just the injury, like just to to throw a shot in the dark. It was very likely just the injury because if you missed twenty plus games last year, there was an injury, and the production was sliced less than in half. Whatever it was, limited the production, limited his availability, limited what he could do. And when you have a bunch of other kids coming up and you're like, well, we really – like, Unique pretty much had to repeat two seasons ago last year to still really compete in this organization, which is weird to say because normally everyone thinks that we don't have that many good prospects. No, we actually are starting to have really good prospects. So I think that's as simple as it is is you have an injury at the, at the worst time, you have a bunch of kids already coming up, and it's like, well, we really didn't care that much either way to begin with. So yeah, there, there's no power here. There's no desire here. Yeah, my guess probably what could probably happen just for – just maybe just for his sake mm-hmm. is um, – I'm trying to think of um, what it might be. Because, like, I just can't see him having, you know, like really showing – if a great season because what Doan, Ratu, uh, uh, Smith, Leonard, like, you know, I'm looking at some of the players once again, that are going to be in Tucson and, you know, I feel like they're going to show a lot more, right. It just kind of makes it, it's going to make it hard for unique to stand out. Mm-hmm. My guess is he just plays this year. Kind of let that let's, let's his contract go. Kai, just don't issue him a qualifying offer. Let him go. Yeah, I mean the. Uh, I'm pretty sure the only extent of the qualifying offer to not lose the asset for nothing. But at this point, I don't know. Just let let him go. Especially with you know the the way that the team has been progressing, like I'm like we like we've been all been saying the team has been gre- progressing pretty darn well. Um, but if you're not progressing with the team, there's only so much you can do. Yeah, and, and like I said, it. it literally could just come down to you have that one injury you're not progressing the way they want well like you said what's the point we got, we got other other players absolutely any final thoughts before we close things off uh keep your head down kid i i don't expect you to watch this and, and this definitely hasn't exactly been a a favorable tone towards you and i will apologize slightly like it's not meant to be a dog pile it's just kind of a, a laugh at the absurdity of the situation Keep your head down, play hard, and get yourself traded at the deadline to another organization you have a higher chance of making the NHL. And whatever opportunity you get, take it. And I do hope you make the NHL level. I just don't see it happening here. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like, like I said, I, I, I got a chance to cover this dude for a few years, you know, and, and I had some hope for him. And so I hope the best for him as well. I just, 
I just don't foresee it being in this organization as mm -hmm. well. But that's going to be it for today's episode of the Locked on Coyotes podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe if you have yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcast, including on YouTube and the Sirius XM radio app. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Locked on Coyotes on X at LO underscore Coyotes. I'm personally at Robin underscore Leonio. Matthew Jacobson is at the AZ Sports Guy. Interact with us, ask a question you might have, we might answer right back or on a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on.